My name is Ashton. Hi, I'm Fran or Franny. <laughs> and we welcome you here in the first episode of the Hectic Breakdown. Yeah, first episode. Uh, can, can we also say how many times we re-record this episode? <laughs> okay, uh, we we have to give you you guys some context. So we we originally uh, recorded this last February, and right now we're recording this today, April twenty four, twenty twenty one. So it's been two months, two months of re-recording this freaking episode, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the technical issues. <laughs> please work this time, please. Oh, oh God, please, please. <laughs> so, anyways, this is the very first episode of this podcast, so we might as well introduce ourselves yet again. If you guys didn't um listen to episode zero, so my name is Ashton. Uh, my whole name is Ashton Morgan. I am an amateur writer and a girl with multiple interests. And my name is Fran, and Fran is like. F, I'm now a granny. It, it it's a stupid it's a stupid way to you know to come up with a name, but that's how I like to call myself. And I'm a hobbyist writer and artist. I like I like a lot of media, but mostly video games. Okay, so right now we're going to discuss about gatekeeping. Well, how do we define gatekeeping, friend? We have here some sources. Uh, the first one is from the Urban Dictionary. The definition of gatekeeping is when someone takes it upon themselves to decide who does or does not have access or rights to a community or identity. And that's just really... Yeah, I know, right? So, in uh, for example, uh, imagine that you're a certain fan of a, that you call this, a book or a manga. And the anime or the ad- movie adaptation or some sort has been released. and that created two kinds of fans in that fandom. So one was uh, read and watched the media and the source material. And the second one who only watched the media, who watched only the adaptation. For some reasons, uh, those are those who have watched and read both the source material and the adaptation um, sometimes feel uh have their superiority complex and tries to be tries to be uh, all high and mighty because they have they have uh they have conquered every every media of that uh source material and you guys are just uh peasants basically <laughs> but uh yeah it's definitely a very uh very fucked up uh mentality because why do you have to act so high and mighty uh, we are going to explain why we we decide to discuss this topic. Uh, months ago, we came upon this uh, tweet, which gave so many bad takes about um, anime in general. And as of today's recording, the Twitter user ha- who tweeted that uh, bad take is now suspended. So I I don't <laughs> think the internet mean. didn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like imagine a oh um, cause of death bad take in in Twitter. <laughs> so basically, um, what he said is that if you watch certain uh, anime shows like Dragon Ball, Fate, State Night, Gundam, My Hero Academia, and other bunch of anime he mentioned, you are not a real fan of anime, which is. Holy shit! 
what the fucking bad take <laughs> it's extremely fucked up i agree <laughs> like are you the owner of anime man do you do you have the right to tell people who is the real fan and who should not consume anime it's like um i remember i kind of remember this one meme like what do you call this uh that the tw- uh in the image it's the tweet is uh, uh right up on the top and then you know that Setokai, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Setokai ba card, uh, card battle with Yu-Gi-Oh! That he, that Yugi, uh, flipped his card and he, and he said, uh, and his card is like uh, reverse Uno. Oh yeah, I know that name very well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, it's it's an uh, below that is an image of Setokai ba and the proper and the suspended profile picture of the twitter user oh my god that's perfect i cannot i cannot find it anymore but whoever came up with that idea but whoever came up with that meme you're my hero dude you're my hero <laughs> you're our lord and savior <laughs> ironically we <laughs> When we first recorded this episode way back in February, we always say we always say that please do not give this man more clout because it's what he wants. But I think that him chasing for clout ended up him getting himself killed in Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's big up. <laughs> big oof, honestly. Oof. Yes. It's what I'm <laughs> So, uh, let, let's explain why gatekeeping is frowned upon. So, first of all, there's this uh, established idea when, when you gatekeep is that you have an idea of requirements, certain requirements in being a fan. So, you have to reach a certain point or a certain requirement or you have to be this, uh, you have to be talented or you have to be chilled, you have to be eloquent. For you to be a fan of something. Otherwise, get out of this fandom. <laughs> and that's that's honestly total bullshit. Because uh, why do you have to have a requirement in being a fan? Is it joining the media is enough? Uh, I, I will never understand that. It's like, it's like because of this specific explanation why it is being frowned upon. Because it reminds me of, you know, country club membership. Uh, stuff like that, you know, yeah. that you only have to be this high or this rich to be in the fandom or, the, or, or in this case, the country club. Which is, yeah, let's, yeah, which is kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's really fucked up because a fandom is not a country club. It will never be a country club because let's face it, everyone in the fandom is important and whoever is the author, the the animators, or whoever are the people behind that certain media appreciates every single one of those fans. Mm-hmm. Because those fans are the reason why this media is a success. So everyone is important. That's why you shouldn't treat fandom like a country club. <laughs> but that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, second one, it hinders the growth of a fandom. So like what friends said just earlier, friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it hinders the growth of the fandom, which means the media will not be successful as it is right now. Uh, I guess a good example is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't just say that it is just the comic book fans who made Marvel's, the Marvel Cinematic Universe where it is now. It is people of all different shapes, sizes, race, gender, etc. 
they it doesn't matter if those people are comic book fans or just discovered the Marvel universe. It's because of those people. That's it's the it's because of those people. They are the reason why the MCU is one of the biggest uh cinematic universes out there, a big pop culture icon, a big cinematic masterpiece. And yeah, and it those uh, every single one of those fans are the reason why it is a success. So you can't just say there is a requirement to be a fan because you are hindering the growth of the fandom and therefore the media. And I very agree with that statement. Uh, moving on to the third one, telling which is a real fan from a fake one. And there's spoilers. Spoilers, there is no fake or real fan. You're just a fan. There is not. Yeah, exactly. It's. Uh, I understand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of you know, uh, it's like you're classifying yourself. It when whenever you classify yourself as something, it doesn't end well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I understand there are some fans who are joining the media or joining the fandom because it's trending or for clout. But even then, some of those people ended end up liking the media genuinely. Or they will just leave on their own because they're tired that no one is dealing with their clout. But um, interesting enough, there are some cases that there are some people who denies being a fan of a specific media. It's kind of a, it's kind of uh, a rare thing to find, but I kind of uh, I kind of um, you know I understand their viewpoint because. Uh, if a certain fandom is just like you know toxic and they and sometimes uh they just want to enjoy the source material they just and they just don't want to um associate themselves with that fandom which is kind of sad you know yeah and it's not just toxic fandom but fandoms with bad reputations basically yeah <laughs> we were <laughs> we're not going to say say some names yet not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and lastly, uh, I have found this uh, online article uh, entitled "Gatekeeping Doesn't Make You a God. It make it just makes you an asshole." Uh, I'm going to leave the um, link of the art- article in the description, guys. But basically, uh, he gave. Uh, the author of the article gave so many good insights about gatekeeping and why um, why it's bad. Actually, he made a, a good statement at the end. I'm going to uh, state it. Uh, being a gatekeeper means you are okay with letting something you're allegedly passionate about stagnating and eventually dying out. It doesn't sound like passion to me, which is... A great way to uh, summarize why gatekeeping is being frowned upon. And, uh, can, can I just say kudos to the, uh, to the to the author of the article <laughs> because I love the title. It is so straight to the point. <laughs> he he doesn't have he doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> about being straightforward. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. <laughs> uh, we're going to again discuss about um, the products of gatekeeping. I'm going to leave that to uh, uh, to friend. Okay. Uh, so in my experience, uh, so far I've seen two products of gatekeeping, and the first one is you guess it, the entitled fans. These are the type of fans who will av- avidly consume the medium, and in result, develop some kind of superiority complex and become became demanding in some way. 
Uh, mm-hmm. These are also the fans who act so high and mighty. And mm. I think it's best to give an example. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> so far, I, one of the most entitled fans are either the Super Smash fans, the Super Smash Bros fans, or the Pokemon fans. And I think the Pokemon fans' entitlement, entitlement started, during the, started during Sword and Shield. At first, when the first trailer came out, everyone was so hyped. Everyone was so excited for this new Pokemon game. Everyone is so excited to go to Galar, but then when, then but then when they, when they, uh, when when the producers or the creators or the game developers rather mentioned that not every Pokemon can be in the game, that's where the fandom was divided into half. I I think the situation is still ongoing up to this day, and there's this big group called hashtag Bring Back National Decks and. Honestly, it's very chaotic. You don't want to <laughs> Aren't all fandoms chaotic at some point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been in fandom for 10, for 10 years, I think. And yeah, they are all chaotic, no matter how big or small they are. But still, there are some fandoms who are good chaotic and bad chaotic. Yes. Smash fandom and Pokemon fandom, the bad chaotic fandoms yeah i agree it's it's kind of you know i kind of feel bad for nintendo for putting up with these fans you know oh yeah even if nintendo makes some bad business decisions i still feel bad for the employees because they had to deal with those fans especially the social media interns like i'm surprised that they are not replying to those comments to those tweets and just roast them out of me <laughs> but but yeah i mean i'm pretty sure everyone knows what the deal with the smash bros fans uh just show what whatever character will be playable in the next uh dlc or whatever they will complain no matter what happens they will complain smash bros pokemon smash bros fans pokemon fans they will always complain no matter what the what nintendo gives them actually friend i just realized this um mm-hmm. the entitled fans no matter what fandom they are are the mm-hmm. most feral people in the internet for real yes they are that's a really good clarification <laughs> <laughs> the, you don't want to miss uh th- to miss someone who is a entitled fan yeah they complain all the time <laughs> they're like the karen of the fandom you know guys oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh Karen, god. get out of here! <laughs> oh my god, I, I just I just learned this now that entitled fans are the Karens. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, now you know that there are there are Karens in fandom too. <laughs> they have they have colonized the fandoms. Stay away! Stay away! Stay away from us! <laughs> Back up, Karen. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, th- this next one I I observed from uh, from different fandoms is the dedicated fans. It has some positive image. At the same time, it can also be negative, a negative one, especially if those fans think that, uh, if, especially if those fans think that they are much better than the other fans because they are so dedicated to the medium. They are so devoted into liking that medium that whoever whoever loves that medium they will probably judge you and 
ask you a lot of questions just just to show how dedicated you are with the medium. So basically, this has a positive and a negative image, and they are also everywhere. Not as worse as entitled fans, but they are there. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> there- they're like the Yandere of the fandom. If we, we if, if if the title fans are the Karens of the fandom, dedicated fans are the Yandere of fandoms. Oh my god, I can't believe Yandere Simulator is in fandoms too. <laughs> oh my god. So let's uh, move on to our deep dive section. So deep dive is where we ask a question related to the topic we're discussing right now, which is gatekeeping. And the question we have came up with is, why do some people justify gatekeeping? It's an excellent question. Very. And uh, can you explain them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh God, I'm going to open a can of worms here. (laughs) I'm ready. So some people gatekeep in their fandoms and they justify it as protecting bandwagon fans from entering. By bandwagon fans, I mean, you know, um, joining a fandom because it's cool or it's an aesthetic. Yeah. And one reason is that gatekeeping is their way to keep away from the medium to mainstream. For instance, I always encounter fans of an indie artist um, who want to keep out fans of mainstream artists to preserve their appreciation for that in the artist or in simpler terms i like that artist to be underrated yeah that there's some good and bad things about being an underrated uh, artist at the same time we can't really control people if they like that in the artist and make them mainstream one day but imagine if you're that in the artist and you hear your fans that you want to be underrated but you, you want to be known the whole world and your fandom is the one who's being a hurdle to your um, career. It kind of kind of hurts, you know, as an artist. I agree. Another reason why they justify gatekeeping is that since we are in the internet age and a lot of people with different cultures, similar media and cancel culture is rampant, fans want to gatekeep people so that they avoid the situation of canceling where air quotes i'm doing the air quotes right now uh, that certain media one notable example that i have encountered is during the anime run of kimetsu no yaba uh, a twitter user tried to cancel the manga slash anime because tanjiro's hanafuda earrings uh you already watched uh, Demon Slayer, right, friend? Uh, Tanjiro's earring look like, right? Yeah, definitely. I still need to see the movie, though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I indeed uh, read the manga and it's kind of tear-jerking. Okay, so the reason provided by the user is because the design of the earrings resembled a certain Japanese flag that denotes imperialism and colonialism, which is, yes, they are... They are quite serious topics, and I don't want to discuss more about the details of it because I don't have enough knowledge to delve into that, but get this. The Twitter user, that Twitter user, is apparently an American who just stirred up that cancel culture for the sake of drama, which is a big yikes. Yeah, definitely a big yikes, and uh, the fact that I, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, basically, Twitter is just, I don't know, very, very toxic website, honestly. 
Uh, I think I saw one on Instagram where there are screenshots of people trying to cancel the actor of, of Shang-Chi, the new MCU movie. Uh, I I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm sorry if I butchered the pronunciation. But the actor Sim- Simu Lu- Lui, uh, basically they are digging up old tweets and they are trying to cancel him. Why are you guys digging up old tweets just to get rid of this guy? I will never understand why people would do that. I remember that same scenario when James Gunn was fired by Disney because of his um, past uh, negative tweets. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I think even the the actors of the, the Guardians, the actors, they want him back. They want James Gunn back, and thankfully he's back. He's back. It's kind of ironic uh, to see Disney rehiring James Gunn after firing him. Yeah. Well, the fans demanded it. I guess. Imagine if uh, Disney is a it is a one person and he's meeting up James Gunn for rehiring. So, and he was like, "So, uh, we need you again for for us to make money. So, come on, get up, do your work. Come on, get up, make us money." Disney, hi James Gunn. We did a whoopsie doopsie, and we're here to bring you back. Come on, we offer money to you so you can give us money as well. Up we go. <laughs> Oh my god, Disney, you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still really pretty messed up that people dig up old tweets just to cancel whoever they want to cancel. That's just fucked up, man. Please stop doing that. Yeah, right? Like, okay, maybe some part of someone's past defines someone right here in the present, but that doesn't mean that doesn't give you the right to be, you know, feral or violent in the internet. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to demonize someone so much or treat them like a villain as if they will never change. They are so irredeemable. They must die or something. I don't know. Okay, to be clear, there are some parts that calling out is okay. Again. Like, you know, Shane Dawson, James Charles. Uh, <laughs> and I don't like this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, calling them out is okay, but it's not okay for us to, you know, give insults out of nowhere, give, sending them death threats. The, the only thing we okay to do, report them to the police. Help the victims of those people. Yes, exactly. That's, that's definitely the, the best way to do it. Yeah, maybe the police aren't doing so good right now, but they're the only ones that could help the victims of those people who have been... Um, horrible yeah okay so before i end up this deep dive i would like an example so let's go back to that uh my music example earlier so let's say you are a person who likes mainstream music pop music for instance so you have discovered an indie artist and you love the artist's songs you try to connect with the artist fandom but the fandom gate kept you because you only you only listen to latest songs that happen to be in the mainstream. It's a bit sad, but that that happens in reality. However, that would be very pointless for those fans to gatekeep someone from their fandom because I made my research and I have read some studies that one might enjoy a certain kind of music because there are some biological imprints in your brain that make you want to experience the feel-good 
the feel good sensation you got from listening to a certain kind of music. So, to be clear, I am not in any way a scientific expert, nor I claim to be one, but I recommend you guys to read This Is Your Brain on Music, The Science of a Human Obsession by J. Uh, Daniel J. Levitin, if you're interested. So, this explains why we have guilty pleasures in music. And going back, this applies to most media. So, for example, it's pointless to gatekeep someone who is trying to be into uh, some rap artists out there because maybe they have listened to Eminem during, during their adolescence. Or if you read and love Harry Potter as a kid, that experience might have influenced you in your adulthood to like more fantasy stories that resemble Harry Potter or, you know, write fantasy stories or pursue... Uh, pursue a career that relates in making fantasy stories in books or in movies or in video games. So, it's again. This is why I. This is why I think uh, I think people are justifying uh, gatekeeping. But again, that doesn't that that doesn't make it less um right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Okay. So we are going to have a short break. We will be right back, guys. Please do not go. Please do not go. (laughs) Okay. Please stay. We're okay. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to share our own experience, our own stuff uh, related to gatekeeping. So I'm going to share mine first. Uh, I have encountered in the Harry Potter fandom um, labeling themselves as purebloods and half-bloods. In the Harry Potter series or the Harry Potter fandom, fans or Potterheads, they always refer to themselves, classify themselves as first. Purebloods. Purebloods are defined as the fans who have both read the seven books and the eight movies, while the half-bloods are defined as fans who only consume the eight movies without reading the books. In this case, some pureblood potterheads develop superiority and refer themselves as true fans because they consume the franchise way more than any fans out there. And and I find this bit trifling because those terms are the reflection of bigotry in the wizarding world and the fact that some fans resorted to classify themselves with these labels kind of defeats what jk rowling preached in the book series it's very bad for them but uh, i don't know if some of our listeners are potterheads i know there are some problems within the fandom but uh i i guess we have we just have to you know appreciate the Harry Potter franchise uh, in our own way without resorting to classify our, ourselves as purebloods and half-bloods. Fran, what's our, what are your experiences? This is, uh, I, don't really, I don't even know how to explain it, but I guess I can continue with the Pokemon fans. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of Pokemon fans gatekeep one another. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's, uh, usually it's people like Gen Wonders. If people are not aware, Gen 1ers are the type of fans, type of Pokemon fans, who believe that Pokemon peaked during Gen 1, and it's the best version of Pokemon. I kind of disagree with that, because I feel like those people are blinded by nostalgia. So whenever a new game come, come out, they always compare it 
with Gen 1 and say that, well, it sucks. And this is very prominent. You can see this everywhere during Gen 5, where a lot of people hate Gen 5 because the Pokemon designs were ugly, etc., etc. And ironically, Gen 5 fans are becoming Gen 1ers by doing the same thing with Gen 8, all because of the Bring Back National Dex issue. That really sucks. And I remember seeing this one tweet. The original tweet says that, What is that one fandom that you wanted to gatekeep so badly? I can't tell if the user wants clout or are they just genuinely curious. I think they just want clout and the likes. But basically, I saw this tweet. I am gatekeeping character A and character B to 90% of the fandom. And I'm like, you are stupid. I'm so sorry for saying this, but that person is just is uttering a lot of bullshit because why do you want to gatekeep certain characters from 90% of the fandom? You're only doing that because you have a you have a beef with someone. Don't do that. You're just pathetic. You're just acting high and mighty. I'm really sorry for the harsh words, but oh boy, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's my first kettle of worms. How about you again, Ashton? Well, <laughs> oh my god, it's kind of... What else? Because I honestly, besides from the Harry Potter fandom and that uh, bad take uh, Twitter thread, it's that's the only thing I have been, you know, I have been subjected with, with gatekeeping. And unless there are some people that I know that been gatekeeping people from anime, especially anime that are, you know, explicit in some way, not that explicit as hentai uh but it's explicit um like it's an edgy anime or edgy drama so before we move on me maybe we have to uh define what edgy means and hentai means edgy is a japanese word uh, noting or pertaining to a subgenre of a japanese manga anime computer games Characterized by light, playful, sexual themes, and imagery. While hentai, on the other hand, which is another can of worms, it's a genre of Japanese manga and anime characterized by overtly sexualized characters and sexually explicit images and plots. So it's more on like what you call subtle um, themes of sexual stuff. And oh my god, I have been explaining ecchi <laughs> and hentai for a minute and I don't like it. <laughs> anyways, it's okay. Anyways, um like like I said, there are some fans or there are some anime fans that have been gatekeeping ecchi content from other people because, you know, cancel culture and stuff. But if those people are, you know, already open enough to watch ecchi content why stop them in the first place or unless if that ecchi content is kind of unacceptable like um abuse or violence well violence in a way that you know sexual violence sexual abuse that's not okay okay guys sexual abuse sexual violence is not okay yeah call 911 call the police i, I would i would prefer to call fbi but yeah, 911, if you have someone or is sexually assaulted in any way, please call the police. Please call someone that will support you in any way and will help you. 
anyways, we have been um, gatekeeping people from uh, Etsy. And let them watch Etsy. If they, they find something problematic in their way, maybe maybe ask them why do why do they think it's problematic and maybe have a healthy discussion about it we here in, uh, in the hectic breakdown always promotes healthy discussions about things so please guys be civil if they don't like the edgy of or you guys don't like the edgy content you try to watch then stay away from it stay away from it it's it's the only solution i could think of about it yeah i agree <laughs> that's my that's my final and my last Last experience about <laughs> gatekeeping media. So, Fran, do you have anything else to say? Uh, yeah, this is my last one. Uh, I'm not going to mention the media and and the Discord server, but uh, I've seen this in a public Discord server, and everyone is agreeing to gatekeep the anime onlys of this new anime. It just came out this April, and so far, the anime is good. And at the same time, those people just gang up together and plan, hey, we should gatekeep the anime onlys because we don't want them near our media or something like that. It's basically what we discussed earlier. They want to keep the image of the media and I don't even know the other reasons, but they are so desperate to gate gatekeep those people. And for my take, it's a waste of time, honestly. I don't think they should do that. And I said nothing that this would server. Honestly, we have been defining gatekeeping in some of these examples. And I have just realized that it, it kind of gives me a red flag of cult-like thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Cults are always bad, honestly. Yeah. But, well, you know, uh, fandoms are just accepted cults, to be honest. Yeah, they are they are accepted cults, but if they went too far, yeah, that's where things are bad. Yeah, we don't like blood sacrifices here, so get away from us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to conclude this episode, what do we have learned about gatekeeping, friend? First, uh, I'm gonna sound a little salty in my conclusion, but I'll do my best to lessen the salt. But basically, in general, gatekeeping is not worth your time and energy, even if you do it to get rid of toxic fans or or to distinguish who is the real fan it will never be worth it and it just has no purpose in general no one owns a fandom there will be popular fans like artists writers and other content creators but you don't have the right to run a fandom or yeah you don't have the right to run a fandom so please stop acting high and mighty as if you own the fandom and guys i would like to say this that Gatekeeping is really pointless as whether you like it or not because people will have different ways to appreciate something. Whether it's buying all the merch, watching or listening to all of the content, or even recommending it to their friends and family. The fact that people have appreciated the medium signifies that the medium spoke to them the same way it spoke to you. Please avoid gatekeeping at all costs and try to try to connect with other people who like similar interests as you. Yeah, that's one of the healthy, healthiest ways to do it. And also, I just realized that when you said people have different ways to appreciate something, it's true, though, just like people have their own love languages. Yeah, I mean, there's no universal way to love or appreciate something. Exactly. Maybe you perceive it as weird, but as long as it is harmless, why stop them from appreciating a certain media or a certain fandom? 
Yes, I agree. And it doesn't matter if it's cringe, as long as it's harmless, as long as the person doesn't hurt anyone. Definitely agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have finally concluded this episode. Yay! <laughs> I hope this. Please, please, please be decent, be decent, be decent. <laughs> so, I would like to uh, thank everyone for listening to us. And our Twitter account is already live at, at Hectic Breakdown. We will, we will link it into our uh, description for this episode. And please, please share this podcast with your friends and family. It'll be a great help to the both of us because we have been working hard to put out some uh, episodes for you guys. And I hope that uh, you have learned something from it. Fran, do you have something to tell to our um, listeners before we close this episode? Well, yeah, you basically said everything. Uh, also, uh, if you find this interesting, please share it with your friends, family, or or anyone else's. We would like to appre- we appreciate it. And we hope to see you in the next episode. If you want to interact with us, you have some takes you want us to discuss, please uh, share it in our Twitter. It's at hectic breakdown and we will be we will do our best to answer your questions your your comments and your suggestions and i hope that you have enjoyed this episode (laughs) so (laughs) we're going to see you again the next episode and again my name is ashton i'm franny and this has been a hectic breakdown super hectic Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hectic Breakdown. If you'd like to know and follow updates from Ash and Fran, follow them on Twitter at Hectic Breakdown. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please consider sharing our word to your friends and family and on social media. See you in the next episode.